0: Get ready to hear the truth about America
1: on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Now, if you've been listening to this show with me and Armacost for the last four years, yesterday's kind of a re-litigation of everything we've already told you about. But now we know, as we say all the time, that you didn't waste your time here. Everything that came out yesterday, you already knew. However, there are some kind of new angles to the details. Of course, I'm talking about the Durham report. You know, some pretty explosive stuff in there. Having said that, I use that word cautiously because what's going to happen to the people involved? The answer is absolutely nothing's going to happen to the people involved. Zero. A donut. Here. I've got this hand flexor thing for your hands. It's shaped like a big zero. Alpha three zero. There you go. You can develop your forearms and you can also show people what's going to happen, which is zero. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. So why talk about it? Because damn it, the truth matters. I'm not going to let it go. And if we can impose at least a political penalty. And that political penalty leads to the presidency, the Senate, and the House. And this is a lot of ends. We can clean house and fire everyone involved, their kids, fire their their grandfathers, fire their neighbors too, fire everyone who touched this thing. And at least we have some mechanism to fight back. It was a coup. Say it. It was a coup. It was a coup and they'll do it again. Expect no apologies from these people at all. None. If you are sitting here today waiting for the media to acknowledge their role in an absolute coup in the Trump during the Trump presidency, don't hold your breath, you'll be dead. I don't have time to resuscitate anyone today. We got a big show for you today. Don't miss it. Uh Contingency Medical, folks. This is uh this sponsor. I get a ton of emails. What's the website? What's the website? contingencymedical.com. I can't stress enough the importance of being well-prepared. Imagine needing life-saving medications when supply chains are interrupted. Contingency Medical ensures you have medicines when the unexpected happens with three different emergency antibiotic packs, each one prescribed by a licensed physician and dispensed by certified pharmacies. These packs are a must for anyone who travels, spends time outdoors, or simply wants the convenience and security of having a supply of antibiotics at home. I'm a preparedness guy. Contingency Medical I was right on this the minute they reached out. Each contingency medical pack provides access to the prescribing physician for advisement on safe and effective use of the medicine, along with an antibiotic guide. Their packs treat symptoms like nausea, motion sickness, covers treatment for 10-plus common infections like respiratory infections, ear infections, strep, and more. Get prepared today. Here's the website again, because you're going to ask me later. This is such a great company. Go to contingencymedical.com slash Bongino, or enter promo code Bongino for $20 off your pack. That's $20 off any pack at contingencymedical.com slash Bongino or promo code Bongino. Contingency Medical's products are not intended to substitute for professional medical treatment or advice. Consult with your healthcare provider. All right, Joseph, let's go. Cuckoo, cuckoo, here we go. Damn right, buddy. Uh, thanks for hanging with me the entire time. Joe and I have only been talking about this case forever. Wow. Um, I just want to emphasize a couple points up front so there's no confusion about where I stand or what I'm saying. I'm under no illusions anything's going to happen legally. Uh, Durham is recommended no further legal action in the case. The case he's, uh, the cases uh he brought up front in front of a jury. Um, I don't trust the juries where they were brought at all or the system at all. Uh people got off despite obvious malfeasance. To do it again would just be embarrassing. So nothing's going to change without a massive house cleaning. And the media from this point on, all the media people that participated in this, they are members of the party that wanted a coup. They are only to be mocked from this point forward. They are never to be taken seriously. You're to take their newspapers, right? You're to take them. And after you've had a bowel movement, use that newspaper. If you wet it, it may not be that painful. That's what the newspaper is good for. Expect zero. (laughs) Expect zero apologies from them. Zero. They will never apologize for taking part in the coup because they loved it. Here's proof positive before I even get to the Durham report. That you can expect not a single act of reconciliation from the deep state, Biden, the media, or any of the goons involved in this. Here, this popped just yesterday. The IRS removes an investigative team from the Hunter Biden probe in a move that a whistleblower claims is clearly retaliatory, retaliatory says a source. You think it was an accident that this was released on the exact same day as the Durham report? Get that crap out of here. That's what they said with the team. They said, get that crap out of there looking at the Hunter Biden case. That's how little team Biden and Merrick Garland care about this case. I just don't want you under any illusions that people are running, scared or panicked. They're worried about one thing. And that's why we're going to cover this no matter what, because damn it, the truth matters. And I will never let go of this case ever. But second there may be a political penalty, and I want this on the record for history that these people were traitorous scumbags. I want it on the record from this point on. But again, no, make no mistake at all, that move yesterday to fire the team or remove them from the case, look, I should say, looking at Hunter Biden, the whistleblower saying this is clearly retaliatory. That was done yesterday, likely to give you the double-barreled. Ha! <laughs> You expose that corruption. Here's more. So, ladies and gentlemen, every good story, or every bad story, but that's interesting, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So rather than try to relitigate the whole case and bore you to death, I picked some of the finest nuggets. Listen, I'm gonna say this. Cell praise thinks I get it, but nobody knows this case better than me. People know it as well. Greg Jarrett, Solomon, Sarah Carter, Lee Smith. Jeff Carlson, Techno, others out there, but no one knows it better. I wrote three books on this case. Everything in the books you can now go read has now been proven true. Follow the money being the last one. But I want to keep this story really simple to not get you lost in the weeds. So let's start at the beginning. It's a simple way to do it, right? The Durham report came out yesterday. And said unsurprisingly to anyone, we told you this was a hoax the entire time. The idea that Trump was colluding with the Russians to steal an election and that the Russians were getting ready to blackmail him because they had him on tape getting peed on by a prostitute in a Moscow hotel room. I told you from the start, did we not, Joseph? The entire story's made up. There is no hotel room, there is no PP tape, there is no collusion. There is no Putin-Trump relationship at all. There is nothing there. Uh, From From day day one, freaking one, and people swore lefties, no, 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 it's there. We just haven't found it yet. Durham does a $6 million report yesterday, quote, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have uh, possessed any, any, that word's doing a lot of work here, folks appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at at commencement of the investigation. In other words, they started an investigation over nothing. They've got nothing. They never had anything. This was a coup. I don't care what you hear on television from this point on. If you don't have time to memorize all the details of the case and your argument, your are left, left this friends. If you remember this one line, again, we're starting at the beginning, we'll get to the middle and then the end. I want you to understand this one line. They never possessed any evidence of collusion in their holdings. Ever. The entire thing was bull. The entire thing. The whole time. Now you may say, well, if the entire thing was bull, well, who knew it was bull? The answer, everyone. Because we also found out in Durham's report yesterday that Obama, Biden, Attorney General Lynch, FBI Director Jim Comey, that they were briefed by CIA Director John Brennan in July of 2016 That Hillary Clinton was prepared to give the double-barreled middle finger to Donald Trump and make up a scheme about Trump colluding with the Russians. Why was she doing it? To distract from her very real email scandal. They all knew. We can stop the show right here. I don't want to, and we won't. But we could legitimately stop the show. Everything else I'm about to tell you are great details for you to know. That's all you need to know. They never had a shred of evidence of collusion and everybody knew it. Folks, July of 2016 is a pivotal point in this case. They're coming towards the end and they're very worried. I don't know if they had internal polling or what, that Trump could make a big dent in swing states, especially the, Rush Belt, the Rust Belt. Hillary Clinton's getting very concerned because she knows her email investigation's about to explode. Hillary Clinton doesn't know what to do. Her and her team... Jake Sullivan included, who's currently the national uh, 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 national security uh, official in the White House. Right. Jake Sullivan, a disgusting human being, gets together with Robbie Mook and Hillary Clinton. And they invent this thing out of whole cloth. Trump colluded with the Russians to steal the election. They make the whole thing up. They're worried about the polls. They need a distraction from the next shooter drop on our email scandal, which they're trying to make go away. I believe due to the Clinton uh, Lynch meeting in the tarmac out in Arizona. I want to be crystal clear, at this same time, Andrew Weissman, who later goes on to become the guy really running the Mueller probe, he's the deputy, Andrew Weissman knows this is bull too. How do I know that? Because John Solomon reported it back in 2019. Remember this one, Joe? FISA shocker. DOG official, DOJ official warned the Steele dossier was connected to Clinton and might be biased. Who was briefed by Bruce Orr? whose wife Nellie Orr was working with Fusion GPS putting the dossier together? There it is right there. Andrew Weissman, then the head of the DOJ's fraud section. Bingo. You may be saying, Andrew Weissman, the guy who ran the Mueller probe investigating fake Trump collusion, knew the whole time the whole thing was bull? That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. Andrew Weissman, the guy who was on TV last night, with disgusting Nicole Wallace saying how the case is a nothing burger. Ding, 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 ding. Same guy. Same guy. That's the same guy. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Let's go to the middle. Let's keep it simple. So Hillary and Obama and Biden and Lynch and Comey and Brennan running the CIA and Andy Weissman at DOJ. Bruce Orr, DOJ, Nellie Orr working for Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele. They all know the story's totally made up. There's not a shred of truth to the entire story. The whole thing is a colossal pile of human waste. It's completely fabricated. But in order to fool a FISA court judge in what I can't believe is not a criminal act at this point. It is a criminal act. I can't believe they're not going to run with this. They deliberately lied to a Pfizer court judge to spy, to rope people into a fake scandal. So what did they need to do? They needed to find someone who they felt was weak. I hate to say it, but they wanted to pick off low-hanging fruit. People who wouldn't be savvy to what the deep state was up to. So Donald Trump announces he's got this foreign policy team. And he mentions Carter Page and Papadopoulos at this meeting, but I believe the New York Times. The word gets out, and people figure out that Papadopoulos and Carter Page aren't very experienced dealing with the deep state. It's not a knock on them, it's just a fact. So these deep staters at the FBI, the CIA, Obama, Biden, and Clinton's team, they figure out they've got to go for Papadopoulos and set him up because he's not experienced enough to fight back. And they figure if they can set him up and make it appear somehow that Papadopoulos is some conduit, from the Russians to Trump, that they'll have a a, a patsy, a fall guy. But here's where the story gets even weirder. They make up Russian collusion, and then they go after Papadopoulos. They arrest him, and they prosecute this guy over a totally made-up collusion case. And they say, oh, Papadopoulos lied. Papadopoulos lied. Papadopoulos was terrified. They say, Papadopoulos, we know. We know he was part of it because he told a diplomat in Australia, Alexander Downer, that they had this incriminating evidence on the Clintons, that the Russians had it, all of this stuff. Hey, Really, that's interesting. Because Durham asked about that stuff. And I hear he's the but, 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 but Downer didn't say didn't, didn't say that. That's so, that's so weird. Wait, 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 Downer. Did. So their suggestion is that Papadopoulos should be arrested because he's the middle guy in this collusion scheme? And he told the diplomat he was, but now the diplomat told Durham that none of that happened. Here, you can read it yourself. It's right there in the report. According to Downer, Papadopoulos made no mention of Clinton emails. Oh, really? Wow. Really? Joe, we've only been saying this forever. Yes. He made no mention of Clinton emails, dirt, or any specific approach by the Russian government to the Trump campaign team with an offer or suggestion of providing assistance. So strange. Because Moscow, Rachel Maddow, and others have been telling us the opposite for so long, it's so freaking weird, man. Rather, Alexander Downer's recollection was that Papadopoulos simply stated the Russians have information, and that was all. <laughs> Russians have Joe. Don't you dare say on the show the Russians have information. Yeah, but hold on, Joe's being <laughs> swatted right now. <laughs> Key, call nine one one. Get a, someone. Get a team up there to pull Joe out from the chaos. Help me now. Wait, what? Yeah, wait. What's going on here? So the guy you're telling us that you arrested and put in jail for having Hillary Clinton's emails and Russian information said actually none of that at all? You know, what's strange if you're a listener to this show, what we would call a P1. We played an audio, a piece of audio, I think two and a half years ago. I'm sorry. I don't remember the show. Maybe audience archivist Judy Skinner can pull it up as evidence. We're not kidding. We played this audio video on the show probably well over two years ago where we've already known this, that Alexander Downer has already refuted the left-wing media, the FBI, and the judicial swamp's charges that Papadopoulos told him anything about Hillary Clinton's emails. He's already said that. No, he hasn't. Okay, watch the video yourself. This is from 2019, this video.
0: There was no suggestion from Papadopoulos, nor in the record of the Um, of the meeting that we sent back to Canberra, there was no suggestion um, that there was collusion between Donald Trump or Donald Trump's campaign and the Russians. All we did was report what Papadopoulos said, um, and that was that he thought uh, the Russians may um, release information, might release information, that could be
1: damaging to Hillary Clinton's campaign at some stage before the election. He's already said this, Downer. You understand? We already know this. Nothing that came out was new. But Dan, the lefties are still saying that you know that Downer and Papadopoulos coordinated this email thing. Yeah, because they're freaking liars and losers and a holes. That's why. You may be saying, well, surely they've got Papadopoulos on something else. I mean, they actually arrested this guy. Yes, because you live in a police state. That's why. They arrested him on a totally fake case. They arrested this guy for lying about a bank robbery that never happened. It's not that he didn't rob the bank, Joe. It's that no bank was robbed at all. Yep. And Papadopoulos was arrested for lying about a bank robbery that never happened. Here's where the Durham report, this is some new stuff I hadn't seen before. Here's where it gets even more damning. The FBI, which is absolutely broken and needs to be entirely disbanded as it's currently constituted. The FBI needs to be disbanded. The mission's important. Move it to other entities. Take the decent ones there, move them to other entities. The FBI serves no legitimate purpose anymore if it's going to be the police state Stasi, okay? No legitimate purpose at all. If they're going to interfere in every single presidential election and censor Americans, disband it yesterday and no more BS about it. This is crazy. Apparently, Papadopoulos had meetings with an FBI confidential human source. You can see on the screen, that's what CHS means. And they recorded him multiple times. Here's where it gets even better, folks that Papadopoulos with approximately 200 prompts or baited statements. In other words, they were trying to hook him in, Joe. Hey, you're definitely uh shuttling information to the Russians on behalf of Trump, right? So it notes, Papadopoulos, after approximately 200 prompts or baited statements, which elicited approximately 174 clearly exculpatory statements from Papadopoulos. Wait, what? They had 120 hours of conversation. That included 174, not exculpatory, clearly exculpatory statements from Papadopoulos. That was not presented to the FISA court, folks. People belong in handcuffs right now. Right now. Folks, we're still in the middle of the story. The beginning is make it up. Tell Obama, Biden, and F. Comey you made it up. The middle of the story, we need a fall guy. That fall guy is going to be Papadopoulos. We're going to set him up. This is your government in a constitutional republic that did this. This is your government. Absolute disgrace. But the middle of the story gets interesting. Because apparently when Papadopoulos, the whole story fell apart, because they couldn't get him to say anything on tape other than the fact that he was innocent, they had to go to a source to buttress these false claims. And that source was a guy by the name of Igor Danchenko. That's where the story takes another turn. Let me get to my next sponsor first. Folks, this story just is just totally freaking bananas, man. I hope you've been listening the whole time. Folks, iTarget, for years you've heard me talk about iTarget. If you have one, I'm about to take you to the next level. If not, this new training product is something you absolutely have to get. I train with it. You ever seen competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range? Imagine being able to do that at home anytime you want and never spending a dime on ammo. That's what the new, all-new iTarget Cube does. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser rounds. You can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a truly unique training experience. You got to stay frosty with your firearms and stay safe and stay competent. That's the only way. Compete with friends, practice clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot you take. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code DAN when you go to iTargetPro.com. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to 223, so you can train with almost any firearm. It's the easiest, most cost-effective way to train. It pays for itself in a single day. That's the letter, itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code Dan. Check it out, itargetpro.com, offer code Dan. Thanks, to everybody, in the chat, by the way. You all seem to know what's going on. Uh, batch yours, uh, this is why they want your your guns. We live in a police state right now. Is I mean, do you need any more evidence? What else do you need to hear? We live in a police state right now. So understand in the middle of the story, to move the story along here, that when the Papadopoulos thing fell apart because they couldn't set him up because he wouldn't take the bait, they had to move on. And they just said, let's just pay a guy who says he has information from Russia that Trump colluded with the Russians. That guy was Igor Danchenko. Here's the crazy thing. When they found out that Igor Danchenko's information was garbage, they had paid him $220,000 during the three and a half years that he was a confidential human source as you can see from the Durham report. Here's where the story gets crazier. Moreover, the office learned that the FBI proposed making continued future payments to Danchenko, totaling more than $300,000 while, the, while they were actively investigating this matter, which would have been in addition to the $220,000 he had already received. This is despite the fact that they realized Danchenko wasn't telling them a true story. Danchenko is the one, according to the reporting, that made up the PP tape story. Where did it come from? Ladies and gentlemen, he just made it up. Now, I want to ask you a question. You guys feel free to chime in. You pay this guy $220,000 for a PP tape story. You find out the PP tape story is fake. Why would you pay him $300,000 after you found out the PP tape was fake? Anyone have any guesses? To shut him up. That's why. That was 100% hush money. The FBI was going to keep him on the payroll so he didn't become a media source or flip. That's why they proposed that money. If you're saying to yourself, this can't possibly be. You're now suggesting to me that our FBI, is corrupt Stasi-like organization right now. At least at the top at least at the top, at a minimum, and any ground-level guys who, could, who partook in this too, that they invented a, a fake story about collusion, pitched it to the Obama White House through Jim Comey. They set up an innocent guy in George Papadopoulos because he wasn't politically skilled. They then paid a fake source to make up fake information. And then when they discovered it was fake or got caught with the fake information, you're suggesting to me they were going to pay him hush money? That's not what I'm suggesting. That's what I'm telling you is true. Again, folks, if you're expecting any apologies about any of this from Adam Schiff and the scumbags who kept this thing going forever, don't hold your breath. You'll be long dead. This is January of this year. We're still in the middle of the story. I explained to you Papadopoulos in the role of Danchenko. Paul Manafort, who was Trump's campaign manager, was key to this scandal, too. He's the Ukraine connection. It's in my book, Follow the Money, if you read Insane in Ukraine. He's the Ukraine connection. I want to get too deep in the weeds, but just know this. He was uh, Trump's campaign manager for a bit. Very short period of time, Manafort. Manafort was taking Ukrainian money to lobby. A lot of people were. Democrats, Republicans, it was a big piggy bank. So in order to tie him to Russia, he was dealing with a Ukrainian. The guy's name was Kalimnik. They ridiculously claimed out of nowhere that Kalimnik is a Russian spy. So you get how Manafort now, once Papadopoulos didn't work out, and then once um, Danchenko didn't work out, they move on and they go, well, Manafort will be our connection to Russia. We'll say he's dealing with this Russian spy. The guy's name's Kalimnik, Konstantin Kalimnik. Here's the problem he was a Russian spy because he was an Obama State Department source. I'll get to that in a second. But here is absolute scum of the earth, Adam Schiff. This is this January, still promoting this fairy tale, once Papa D and Danchenko's story fell apart, that this guy, Konstantin Kalimnik, was dealing with Trump's campaign manager, and he was definitely connected to Russia. Check this out.
0: You said that there was direct evidence of the fact that Donald Trump colluded with Russia back in 2016. Special Counsel Robert Mueller said in his report, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government. Republicans argue that's proof that you used your position on the Intelligence Committee to intentionally mislead Americans, which is why you should not be on that committee. If you read the Mueller report, uh, he makes clear, uh, even in the first few pages of the report, that he states no conclusion on whether Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with the Russians but what he does reveal in this report, what we found in our investigation, is that Donald Trump's campaign manager was sharing internal campaign polling data and the strategy for key battleground states with an agent of Russian intelligence. While that same unit of Russian intelligence was helping the Trump campaign.
1: OK, folks, a couple things there. Number one, Mueller did draw a conclusion that there were as no evidence. If you can read the report yourself, Adam Schiff is human scum. He just is. The guy should drop out of the Senate race and leave office. He won't. Liberals will donate to him, celebrate him. The guy is a life loser, a humiliating embarrassment to his entire neighborhood. Anyone who claims this idiot, you're an embarrassment to. Mueller did draw a conclusion at the end of the report that there was no evidence that any member of the Trump team colluded with the Russians. You can read the damn thing yourself. However, his claim that Manafort was giving information to Konstantin Kalimnik, who was a Russian spy. Really? You better start arresting people in the Obama administration. June 6, 2019, key figure in the Mueller report linked to Russia was a State Department intel source. When? Since at least 2013. His name? Konstantin Kalimnik. And he wasn't just a run-of-the-mill source either, Solomon notes. He interacted with the chief political officer at the U.S. embassy in Kiev. Wow, that's in Ukraine. Fascinating. Sometimes meeting several times a week to provide information on the Ukraine government. Now you see why they want to keep Ukraine happy? He relayed messages back to Ukraine's leaders and delivered written reports to U.S. officials via emails that stretched on for thousands of words. The memo show. So just to be clear for your liberal friends who are really dumb. Paul Manafort should go to jail for dealing with a guy the Obama State the Obama State Department was using, and he wasn't just a run-of-the-mill source. He was meeting with higher-ups in the Ukrainian embassy under Obama. Why didn't he get arrested under the Obama administration? It's almost like they're making up the fact that he's a Russian spy. Why? Because they are making up the fact that he's a Russian spy. Just like they made up Papadopoulos' story, about Downer, and just like they made up Danchenko's story about the peepee tape. Here is again, you know, six foot high pile of human waste, Adam Schiff, back in 2018. There's no deep state, no secret society, no anti Trump cabal at the FBI, no evidence that political bias influenced decisions in the Clinton probe, no indication Comey's errors of judgment did anything but help the Trump campaign, no vindication for the president. You expect an apology from these guys? Nah, don't even waste your time. Don't even waste your time. It's a lot of news today. I got to get to some more. I want to wrap this up. So now you have the beginning, how they started it. No information. The middle of the story, they set up innocent people and put them all in jail. And now I'm going to give you the end. How Obama played into this. How members of the media, despite the fact that this was an obvious, Jonah Goldberg and others, how this was an obvious scam, how they played into it too. And I got some other things, including the Democrats promoting a new coup on the Supreme Court, by the way. Let me get to my next sponsor first. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners constantly make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code DAN, my first name, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. It's over $120 in savings, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out fast. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design you won't find in any other slipper. Their patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress in your feet. You can wear them anywhere, anytime. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Square to grab a pair of these all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, enter promo code DAN or call 800-637-4982 for this incredible offer. These won't last long, so please order now. Thanks, my pillow. All right, so let's get to the end. Every good story has an end. Of course, Obama was the president. Obama knew the whole time. Joe Biden was the president. Joe Biden, uh, vice president, knew the whole time. Joe Biden was a candidate later for president. Now, president Hillary can- uh, Clinton was a president too. Was a vice was a presidential candidate too. They all knew the whole thing. But here's Obama with Chris Wallace and another one of his disgusting interviews lying right to your face, telling you there's absolutely no political interference, despite the fact we now know, which I'll get to in a second, that Durham just showed me something interesting. That not only did they target Donald Trump and make the story up, but they scrapped and buried the Clinton case, and now Durham's got some evidence of it. Here, here's Obama lying to Chris Wallace's face. Check this out. I guarantee that there is no political influence in any Investigation conducted by the Justice Department or the FBI, not just in this case, but in any case. And she will be Full tre- stop, period.
0: And she will be treated no differently. Guaranteed,
1: li- full stop. Nobody gets treated differently when it comes to the Justice Department because nobody is above the law. Even if she ends up as the Democratic nominee. How many times do I have to say, it, Chris? Guaranteed. Apparently, he didn't say it enough because he knew. He knew Donald Trump was being targeted and framed for a fake crime. Ladies and gentlemen, Obama should be locked up for this. There's, there, there has to be. There has to be some crime. If there isn't a crime here, then I have to ask a question. I saw someone post. Forgive me. I usually give credit. I just don't remember. Someone said this morning, if none of this is a crime, then what is a crime? Really, what is a crime? You put people in jail for a totally fabricated offense, which the president of the United States knew about. He watched all this happen. What a disgusting, morally inept loser this guy is. Here's a great article in the newsletter today, if you want this all summed up in takeaways. It's from just the news, Ben Whedon and Natalia Middlestad. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Here's one of the takeaways we found out yesterday too. That the FBI not only doubled down and gave Clinton defensive briefings and other stuff, but they they scrapped investigations against her in order to target Trump. In another, the FBI elected to end an investigation into Clinton after one of its longtime and valuable sources went beyond what was authorized and made an improper and possibly illegal financial contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity as a precursor to a much larger donation being being contemplated. This is amazing. Can you imagine the balls on these people? The FBI has a source they've been dealing with. They're likely paying who knows about and is the middleman in an illegal campaign contribution to the Clintons. And the FBI does what? Arrest the guy and prosecute the Clintons? No. Tells the source, don't have any dealings with the Clinton campaign again. Because basically, they don't want any evidence. Listen to me, man. I'm just trying to save you your sanity. There is only one solution to this. So we all have the horse blinkers on and we're looking straight ahead. And there are no illusions there's going to be any legal reckoning because you will only be disappointed, and I refuse to disappoint you. There is a fix here. It's to elect Trump or whoever else gets in on the Republican side. And on day one to clean house, on day two clean more of the house, by day 10 I want everybody gone. I don't even want 100 days. We only need 10. Fire every single person and start over. Because you will ex- get, you will get, and you should expect no apologies from the media or the government goons involved. Here's an anti-Trumper right here. Remember Jonah Goldberg? Here he was on CNN or NBC, whatever. Doesn't even matter. Here's Jonah Goldberg. You know, pretended to be a Republican. I mean, only looking at the biggest political scandal of our time, saying one of the most ridiculous things you're ever going to hear on television. How you know? Listen. Jim Comey, man, this guy's got a lot of credibility. You put him up against Trump, who, by the way, was right about this whole thing. Comey wins every time. Take a listen. The fact that the Trump White House couldn't give anybody to come on here and talk about terrorism is a sign of the disarray that they're in.
0: And anyway, so their, their, their actual attack mode, I think, all it does is please the people who are already in Donald Trump's column. And if it's a contest between James Comey's credibility and Donald Trump's credibility, I think Comey's brand wins that, you know, 10 out of 10 times.
1: Dude, you're gonna let. The- oh, let me just give this guy a hand. Hold. Oh. You want a monthly for that? Dude. My man. I was waiting. One of the few times you didn't anticipate <laughs> my money. No. But at least. I thank thought, you. That was serious, man. Believe Motley up there. Sorry, that was (laughs) definitely. Jonah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Jim Comey, man, he's so credible. Oh, my gosh. Donald Trump's such an idiot. Listen, Donald Trump, I'm being spied on. Jim Comey, we're not spying on him. Yeah, okay, let's believe Jim Comey is a good one. Sorry, I know you, I don't, Joe's right. I shouldn't actually put pressure on Joe with the Motley's. No, because Joe knows the one thing I hate is wearing out an element. So thank you, Joe. But still, we're making a rare exception today. where on the content producer side. I have to call for a movie because, it, yeah, <laughs> I know the chat's going crazy. Okay. Here's another one. Expect no apologies from these people at all. Zero. Here is the hapless grotesquity of a human being. Nicole Wallace without a shred of human dignity. A lifetime grifter who could never get a real job until she pretended to be a liberal for the goons at MSNBC who sucked it up. She pretended to be a Republican while the money she thought was there. Here she is hilariously interviewing who? Andrew Weissman, the guy who ran the discredited Mueller probe, who we now know was briefed in August of 2016 that this whole thing was a big zero, zero, like Alpha 3 grip guy. A big zero. So MSNBC brings who on? Weissman. Again, human scum. They bring him on to laugh at the investigation showing his corruption. This is what the left-wing media, you want an apology? (laughs) Hilarious. Here, check this out. Durham's whole
0: thing is predicated on, it's like a rabbit hole conspiracy that suggests that that the Trump bar paranoia infected his ability to stand back and evaluate whether the probe yielded guilty convictions of people who would have had nothing to do with any of these questions he looked at it is a view from so far down the rabbit hole that what needs a scrub what needs some oversight is what mr durham did for four years that repelled his longtime prosecutorial partner Nora dennehy and other high-level doj prosecutors
1: now nicole wallace is uh is one of the dumbest human beings on television and she's got this annoying vocal fry where they pretend to be smart you know I, the Kim Kardashian vocal fry, <laughs> I can't stand. But it's hilarious because someone should, if Andrew Weissman had any uh, credibility, which he doesn't, she takes a shot at Durham for the rabbit hole. Oh, he went down a rabbit hole. There's has no credibility. But well, what? The tapes they have of George Papadopoulos making exculpatory statements. So we need to go back to that. They have tapes, Nicole. I know you're freaking stupid. I know you're a dimwit with an 80 IQ. But do you need to hear the tapes? No, no, that's AI. That's AI tapes. This is how stupid Nicole Wallace is. They actually have tapes of Papadopoulos disavowing any kind of Moscow connection at all. Nicole's an idiot. She doesn't know that, but she does. She's a liar. Are you denying, Nicole, what I said? That Kalimnik was a State Department source in 2013 for Obama, and he's Ukrainian? Connected to Ukraine, not Russia? Are you denying that? Because they actually have his emails. They have his emails to the State Department when he was a source. Are you denying that? That's nah, just a freaking liar and a grotesque human being. What about Danchenko? Are you denying the fact that the FBI paid him 220000 and offered 300000 more for a PP tape that doesn't exist? Disgusting. You're disgusting. You are disgusting. I'm embarrassed for your kids. Your kids are going to look at you and say, is that my mom? What an embarrassing, grotesque human being. And that's hard to say. But it's true. You partook in a coup and now you're covering it up. Garbage person you are. Of course, the Washington Post got a Pulitzer for this. Here's a tweet. Read our Pulitzer Prize winning coverage of Russian meddling in the 2016 election. (laughs) That's That's a good one. That's a good one. It wasn't just them. There were more. They're all garbage people. They're all garbage people. You hear me? I will spare No language in attacking these people's character because they should never be allowed on television again, ever. Let me get to my uh, last sponsor first, and I want to show you the other partakers in the coup. It's not just Nicole Wallace and others. Again, human garbage, these people. Folks, we the people holsters. This is my actual we the people holster. This is for my Glock 43. If you've ever carried concealed for any length of time, you know, carrying even the smallest firearm, which a Glock 43 is pretty pretty subcompact there. Yeah? It can be really uncomfortable with the wrong gear. You're always like moving around and you don't want to carry it, which isn't going to do much good for self-defense. Most gun owners, they try to find the perfect holster to keep their guns at their sides, but out of realizing that the cheap department store belt is the problem. We'll solve that problem for you. Gun belts from We The People holsters are designed to eliminate your discomfort and keep you and your weapons safe at all times. Each one of their tactical gun belts, their holsters too are comfortable, well fitting, secure, and easy to access. Choose from their tactical gun belt with their proprietary talent buckle, buckles from Falcon Belt, Raven Slimline Belt, or their Independence gun belt made from premium full grain leather. Go to We The People slash Dan and get 25% off your gun belt with the promo code DAN25. While you're there, pick up one of their awesome patriotic t shirts. I was wearing one yesterday. I have closets full of them. That's We The People slash Dan. If you ever ask, where do you get those t shirts? It's typically We The People Holsters. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan25. That's Dan25. Great place to shop. All right, back to the show. So it wasn't just at the end of this that Obama and the media all lied about it and making it going away. There are people out there, oh, my gosh, the media should apologize. It's never going to happen. Here was one of the initial uh, PP tape hoaxers, Natasha Bertrand. Here she was back in 2018 on Chris Hayes' show on MSNBC. Pushing another portion of this hoax that Trump's server in the Trump Tower had connected with a server in Russia at Alpha Bank. They later found out that those were spam emails, not some secret intelligence channel. We ever get an apology from Natasha Bertram? you'll never get an apology here take a look at this
0: What <laughs> more evidence do you need it's very very obvious and it's really occam's razor here the fact that we still have not been able to rule out the idea that this was a covert communication channel two years after the fact the fact that no one has come forth with a plausible explanation for why this was happening for why Alpha Bank was one of three organizations communicating with the trump server in those months leading up to the election is just completely remarkable and i think the fact that Frank's uh, story got overlooked or criticized as much as it did and the fact that now it's being revisited and you have the editor of the New York Times saying that there you know was a story there.
1: No folks there was no story there. those are spam emails. These people are still on the air folks. Here's the same Natasha Bertrand in October 2020. no way she was the same one who wrote the story. About the infamous 50 former intelligence official letter? Yeah, that's her. Natasha Bertrand, Politico. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation. Dozens of former intel officers uh, officials say. You think you're going to get an apology? They just doubled down. Natasha Bertrand is humiliated. She has no journalistic credibility at all. She's on probably her third job with a major outlet. She's now interfered in two separate elections, lied, and really taken apart a, a central role in a major coup. And Natasha Bertrand is still getting paid. She's not in jail or anything. She's still getting paid. This woman has been a key figure in the interference of two major presidential elections in a major scandal. Still on TV. Still on TV. Here's Britt Hume last night, correctly diagnosing the problem that, ladies and gentlemen, whether there were laws violated or not, and I can't, if this isn't a crime, then nothing's a crime. It, it doesn't even matter. If it, it, At this point, the ethics alone of this, everybody should be forced to resign by the Biden administration right now on just the pure immorality and ethics of this whole thing. Take a listen.
0: Well, I've been kind of amused by the efforts to play it down that we're seeing in some of the media, which um, were most guilty of swallowing the FBI's uh, uh, leaks and the legitimacy of this investigation. It, it, their reasoning seems to be that because because uh, Durham didn't bring any new allegations, any new indictments, that therefore this is a nothing burger. And the premise of that is that in order for these senior officials implicated in the wrongdoing here uh, to have done anything wrong they would have had to commit a crime uh or they wouldn't be guilty of the most gross professional misconduct the 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 behavior behavior described in this report is really really very serious misconduct political bias political involvement all the things that the fbi even under its old rules and before it was reformed should, should no fbi agent should have been involved in anything like that
1: folks listen sometimes you know things get scrappy And I'm telling you, things are about to get really scrappy. And I don't mean that in the lefty Antifa BLM way. I mean, if we're going to take back our government, we have one choice right now. And that's to win in overwhelming fashion and clean this entire thing out. Schedule F everybody and get rid of everyone and start over. If you knew about it, if you did nothing about it, there's not going to be any of this either in the FBI. Oh, I stood by. I didn't do anything. I was afraid. You got to go. The whole idea of fidelity, bravery, and integrity what the FBI uses in its own motto there has gone out the window. And ladies and gentlemen, there's absolutely no commitment to cleaning this place up. This crap they put out yesterday. Did you see their statement? Here it is. It, all, all Christopher Ray is doing here is throwing Comey up the, over the bus saying, oh, we've implemented dozens of corrective actions which have been in place for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is total bull. That's all garbage. That's crap. That's total freaking... They interfered in the 2020 election all over again. Suppressing the Hunter Biden story and meeting with Elvis Chan, their agent, with people in Silicon Valley to make the story go away. What are you talking about? reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues. i oh, get out of here with this stupid statement. Fire everybody, everyone, and don't look back. Everyone, anyone who sniffed this thing, anyone who logged into it and did nothing about it. Let me tell you something. If this was a secret service and it was a presidential assassination, And you found out that six or 10 agents took part in it by going out the night before and drinking and not doing their job. And other people saw it and did nothing. They should be fired, too. It's no different for these guys. Everybody needs to go fire everyone yesterday. All right. A couple more news stories in the last minute of the show. Last couple minutes of the show here. The Democrats aren't done promoting coups, by the way. Here is Democrat Senator Christopher Murphy in an unbelievable media hit that happened this weekend. I didn't have time to get to it yesterday. Suggesting now that the same people who promoted this coup, the Democrats and the media, that if the Supreme Court doesn't take your guns away, that they're in fact going to delegitimize the Supreme Court in a judicial coup too. They never stop. This is what you're dealing with. Listen to yourself.
0: You're probably not going to be able to um, regulate much having to do with uh, access to the gun by
1: anybody over 18. Well,
0: listen, if the Supreme Court eventually says mm-hmm. that states or the Congress can't pass universal background checks or mm-hmm. can't take these assault weapons off the streets, I think there's going to be a popular <laughs> revolt over that policy. A court that's already pretty illegitimate is going to be in full crisis mode.
1: This is unbelievable. You have a senator from in a separate branch of government, supposed to be separate but equal, calling another branch of government he disagrees with politically illegitimate and doing it with no Spit back at all from the other goon. Nothing. Nothing. You understand what we're dealing with here? We're dealing with one side, us, that believes in the constitutional Republican law and order, and you're dealing with tyrant human scum. There is no in between anymore. There is none. You're dealing with garbage people. Here, you want to see another garbage person? Here's your president, here. Here's Biden. He's asked about the humanitarian disaster at the border as now upwards of five to six thousand people a day, three, four times what it was under the Trump administration pile across the border. We had 10,000 last week. He's asked about it. he thinks it's hilarious. Take a look at this.
0: Things are going at the border, sir. Much better, better than borders, much much better than you all expected. <laughs> Do you
1: have any plans to visit no, the border? I think. <laughs> pardon me?
0: Do you have any plans to visit the border?
1: Not in the near term. No, no. Just be disruptive. Not anything else so he's not gonna go and he thinks it's hilarious much better than you expected it's six times worse than it was under donald trump maybe seven or eight times on certain days here now even the liberal governor of new york this imbecile kathy Hochul, she's whining and moaning she's a big lib they love the idea of sanctuary cities now that everybody's winding up on new york city streets all of a sudden she changes her mind here she is on the news complaining and there is nothing better than hearing cannibalistic liberals eat each other alive like hokels eating up Biden's policies because liberalism sucks when you actually do liberalism. That's the catch here. Take a listen. Well, Reverend
0: Al, hearing the numbers going down is good news, but it's small comfort to us because the word we're getting is that the majority of these individuals who are crossing and still high numbers are coming to New York State. And we already have over 61,000, over 40,000 houses in New York City. They're bursting at the seams. And Mayor Adams is doing the very best he can in a difficult situation. We have stepped in $1 billion from the state budget I just enacted. We also are giving legal help to people. And now we're in the position of trying to help find places for these individuals. I asked the federal government to give us emergency funding I'm asking for federal installations like military installations to help out. Let us have a large field and operations. We can put up the tents. You're going to start seeing people living in tents, not just on the border, but in the streets of New York and across New York state, because we've reached a breaking point. It's
1: liberalism, man. It's a rotting, metastasizing cancer. Liberalism is great in theory until you actually try it. And then liberals start speaking out against liberalism. I want to leave you on a bit of a good note today. Did you see this uh, video from the Escambia County, Florida sheriff? So a couple guys uh, appear in this video to try to break into this house. You'll see it on this ring doorbell in the beginning, right? A couple of young men. Well, they broke into the wrong house. Because the guy in the back room has a 7.62 rifle and means business. This does not end well for the three guys. But it gets better at the end. They asked the sheriff, is that guy gonna face charges for defending his house? This is really good. Check this out. Right. I was to run.
0: Yeah. Night, Biz, you don't even remember, you don't even know who this is. It came, bitch. Yeah. Oh, God, I miss oh, God. I see your ass. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> oh,
0: you right. You're right.
1: This is a home invasion, three men, Home invaded. The victim runs to a back room where he had a third gun. He picked up that gun, uh, an AK-47 style gun, and he started shooting for his own protection to get them out of his house. So those of you who might ask a question, is the homeowner going to be charged for shooting at these people? Absolutely not. As Gee said correctly, he probably should have watched the Roger Scare tutorial on effing around and finding out. They would have the round a zero. They would have never found out. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show. Join us every day at 11 o'clock for the live chat. It was particularly spicy today. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Click that follow button while you're there. It's free. And if you'd follow us on Apple and Spotify, I'd really appreciate it. It's absolutely free. It keeps us on the charts. Thank you so much. See you back here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Take care. You just heard Dan Bongino.